It's unstable tubby with Sarah and Maggie. Please hold for an important message. Hi, you've reached Maggie's voicemail. I can't come to the phone right now or I'm choosing to ignore your call. Leave a message after the tone. Hey, bestie. Um, I was just calling to give you a little pump up, a little boost in morale. You know, it's Virgo season, uh, which I am very excited about seeing as I am a Virgo, but I can understand how it can be challenging for people who do not like to organize and I'm saying you don't like to organize. I'm saying as someone who always loses their keys um, and can't find things. Anyways, I am getting off topic. I just want to call and say that you're great and that you're wonderful and awesome. I'm glad you're my best friend. I'm glad we're doing the podcast together. Oh, uh, this is Sarah Adams, by the way. End of message. Hey, welcome to Unstable Topics, a fast-paced, jam-packed, unhinged bestie podcast filled with facts, reacts, and made-up games in between. We're your hosts, Sarah and Maggie, and we're excited for you to join our best friend hangout, where we surprise one another with things we find interesting or hilarious just to see how the other will react. Our friendship might be totally stable, but you never know what your bestie might throw your way to knock you off your game. So come shake things up, learn something new, and laugh along with us. This is Unstable Topics. Hey, bestie. Hey, bestie. Okay, so this is something very unstable that I think only happens in our part of the country. Um, that is the season for grackles. And <laughs> I have seen the first swarm approach. And I was like, oh, no. Things are going to get really loud and really stinky really quickly here in North Texas. Is it just a North Texas thing or are there grackles everywhere else? I don't know, but the word swarm <laughs> is the correct it term is. to use for grackles. It is a swarm of grackles always over my grocery store parking lot. Mm -hmm. They're terrifying because their feathers don't – grackles are, for people not in Texas or familiar with this horrifying bird, which I was not when I first moved to Texas. The first time I saw a swarm of grackles, I was terrified. They're like tiny, smaller crows, mm -hmm. but also grungier crows. Oh my gosh, they are they are so grungy. They don't care that they haven't bathed. Grackles give zero cares, zero about cares baths oh. about other things. Birds like like making cute music. No. Grackles don't let care. Hear, let me hear your best grackle. <laughs> they've all smoked like six packs a day since they were hatched that's how grackles sound and they and they flock together they and i look you know birds of a feather flock together with these birds of, of grungy feathers it's basically birds from like 1993 like when the grunge era was like at its peak these birds haven't moved on. They're grungy. They're gross. They do mosh pit style gatherings and they poop everywhere all everywhere. the time. Constant. And it, it stinks and it's loud. And also when this podcast, when we're recording today in the year 2023, we are still experiencing a 107 degree day today. There is there is a cold front to come in. And by cold front, you mean 90. No, it's going to be high. Eight, of oh, it's going to be 80. 76. 
a high of 76 in one week. So when this when airs, this airs, it'll be like two days away from when this airs. Yes. So, but it's my coming. Point, it's so close. It's so close. But right now, the stench of these grackles combined with the heat, like, because you can't park under a tree thinking I'm gonna shade my car, because now you're like, if I park under this tree, I'm gonna come out, and those grackles not only will have pooped everywhere all over my car, but they're gonna be on my car. They're gonna be trying to get in my car. They're going to be trying to, to hotwire your car to drive it away because they are 90s grunge, underbelly of society we are birds. I am and so- not that like grunge people are underbelly, but grunge grackles, certainly. Certainly. Awful. Awful. And I'm just like, I saw them and immediately thought I have to tell Maggie about this because this is, this is very unstable. They are an unstable factor in, in North Texas, at least. And something else that's unstable is this fact that I'm about to give you. I think oh. you a good grackle about it. So are you ready for your fact? I am ready for my fact. One in five country music songs refer to alcohol, one in three to tears, and one in seven to mama. Aww. I think the trifecta, though, which the fact didn't give is which songs refer to alcohol, tears, and mama all in the same one. Same song, because I feel like that's as, quote, the perfect country in Western song. The perfect country song. It's interesting um, that one in seven talk about their mothers, but one in five talk about alcohol. And one in three are tears. Tears. It's kind of like maybe if there were more songs about their mothers, there would be fewer songs about needing to cry or needing to hit the bottle. You know, that's a really great point. I think, I think you just, wow, I'm sorry. My mind is like, boo, 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 it's firing all cylinders because if people just respected their mothers a little bit more, it would help you in life to get away from needing to write about alcohol and needing to write about crying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your use mother, your mother as a muse. Do you listen to a lot of country music? Have you listened to a lot of country music in your life? Yeah, when I decided to go to the University of Texas at Austin, Hook'em Horns, uh, from my small town in western New York, I wanted to make sure that I was able to make friends. So (laughs) I downloaded on LimeWire a bunch of country music. LimeWire, that's something I haven't heard in a a while. Mm -hmm. I, I downloaded like every, I was like, what are the top 40 country songs? What are country, country, country? And then I binge listened to all of them. And then I moved to Austin, which is music capital of Texas, one of the biggest music cities in the country. And no one gave two toots <laughs> about my boot scoot booty. It's because it wasn't Texas country. People care about Texas country. I did Austin. listen to Lyle Love It. Lyle? Yeah, Lyle's great. Yeah, that was that's a country one. Uh-huh. Right? You say you're not from Texas. Yeah. Did you do like Pat Green, a lot of Pat Green back in the time? No. It really was just like top 40 Randy (laughs) Rogers. I'm sure I'd recognize a song. You probably would. You probably would. My uh, big bit is, or my secret talent with country music is that I can name and sing any 90s country music song by just hearing the intro to it. You and my husband. 
Yeah. Do you know that Kyle also has this skill? Am I just drawn to people who love country music so much? Well, let's be clear. It's very specific 90s country. And I would love to go head to head with Mr. Kyle Austin and see who could sing the most 90s country. Oh my gosh. I'm putting this on. I'm putting on an event. Because do you know (laughs) that my father-in-law, Randy Austin, owned a country music station in the 90s? I did know so this. This is why my sister in law and my husband are both super 90s specifically country yes. fans. That you can do this as well has lit a fire <laughs> in my soul. I am going to put together a playlist and challenge you both. Oh my gosh, I'm here for it because I guarantee I know all of them 100%. It is I my. I cannot day. wait. I'm filming it. I'm going to film it <laughs> because that's such a confident, bold statement. And you know me. I'm not very confident and bold in most of my opinions unless <laughs> so I am is- right, right? You know, yeah. like and there are very few things. I know. And, and I also know that I also know that Kyle is like one of those sneaky because I'm often like I could take him. I could take him in this, you know, yeah. like I'm often I often think that because okay. I, I am confident and bold in yeah. most things that I shouldn't be. And he's got this sneaky way of just like when he's in a competition mode, he really focuses in hard. And I know you also focus in hard on a competition mode. This is going to bring me so much delight watching <laughs> watching you two compete. I I cannot stress enough how excited I am mostly. And this is probably really sadistic, but I'm excited for the first person to get one wrong. Okay, because I know that or we're never going to get one wrong. We're never like I look. It'll go until the wee it, hours of the will, night. It will It'll be like 5 a.m. And you guys 100%. are like, hit me with another one. It, essentially what will happen is Kyle and I will start to just go in on a duet. Like there is this great um, Clint Black. No, I'm sorry. Vince Gill duet he does with Reba McIntyre from the 90s. Oh. And I'm like, that's what's going to happen. Because while I'm currently fired up that someone wants to take this title from me, I know at the end of the day, he's going to join me in Mm -hmm. the title holding of this. Because that's what country music does. It brings people together. It brings people together. And speaking of what we need to bring together, are you ready for your react, Maggie? I am. Okay. If your life was a country music song, what would it be called? Broke Down Van. (laughs) You didn't mention alcohol, tears, or mama. Well, the song would obviously (laughs) include mama. I am mama. I'm driving this broke down van. I'm probably crying about it. Gotta take it to the shop. Gotta get it fixed up. It's engine is sputtering again. What's up? I'm a broke down van mama. Ooh, I like that. I broke down van mama. That's a good one. And then I'd have a I'd have something like, don't drink and drive. It's not worth the ticket. Not worth the risk. It's not worth miss it. It's a broke down van mama. That's great. I would I would listen to uh, Pat Green sing that song. Wait. Pat Green? If you thought there could only be one game about celebrities named Jack in a 15-minute weekly podcast, you'd be wrong. You, Jack. But you are right about one thing. Only one Jack can reign supreme in this next game, the Jack-Off. Sarah? This jack-off is silly. This jack-off does rhyme. I'm curious which jack you will choose in time. 
but actually it's really hard to rhyme. So I'm just going to read who these Jacks are and then let you pick. Okay? First up, Jack be nimble. He's quick. He's from Mother Goose. He jumps over a candlestick. In the second corner, it is the boy in the corner, little Jack Horner, sticking his finger in Christmas pies, pulling out plums, and declaring himself a good boy. The question, if you were babysitting, which of these Jack's kind of naughty behaviors would you rather navigate? Jack be nimble being a daredevil jumping over open flames or Jack Horner ruining pies and thinking he's the next top chef? Okay, I, I know my answer immediately, but I want to say this is how far we've gone down the Jack rabbit hole <laughs> because now we're pulling Jack's out of nursery rhymes, which is just brilliant on your behalf. To be honest. Thank like, you. Well done, Maggie. Well, I was done. really excited about this I, one. I, I could tell the rhyming, the way you, the intros, like I am just color me impressed because well done. Okay. So it'd be Jack be nimble hands down. Cause I already have a Jack be nimble in my house. Jumping over them. candlesticks, jumping over things, jumping over people, jumping over everything. So I'm like, I feel like I'm more prepared to handle that situation better and you're babysitting, so it's like you don't want – if you're babysitting, you don't want the kid you're babysitting eating someone's pies. Like those are for Where Christmas. Where the pies come from? And honestly, and maybe they're over at my house. Maybe like their mom dropped them off and they had to go do an errand, whatever. I'm like, don't put your hands in people's food like that unless it's on a mm-hmm. plate for you. Like if it's on your plate and you're doing it, like I don't like it. It grosses me out. But I'm like, I'm not going to do anything about it. And just have to wash your hands after you eat. But like if you're putting your thumbs and pies and sitting in the corner, I'm like, I don't want to. I don't know what's going on with you. I don't want, you know, what's going you're on? You're a weirdo. It's like that weirdo kid. But yes. No, give me Jack. Be nimble. Jack, be quick. Jack, do not jump over that candlestick or I will call your mother and get her <laughs> over here real quick and you will lose privileges. I'm not scared to do it because I'm leaving. I don't live here. But your mom's going to be really upset with you. So make good choices. Ding, ding, ding. Looks like we have a jack-off winner. Congratulations to Jack on his victory. Maggie, are you ready for a fact? I am. In the British Isles, as well as in Northern Europe and North America, the dried or mummified bodies of cats are frequently found concealed within structures and are believed to have been placed there to bring good luck or to protect the building and its occupants from harm. Hmm. <laughs> Just the hmm? Um, I'm trying to wrap my head around this. Mummified cats inside buildings for good luck? We're basically, yeah, people are putting dead cats in walls of houses and buildings because when people are doing reconstruction, if you think about the British Isles and Northern Europe, a lot of older centuries old structures are being renovated right now yeah and they're like opening up walls they're like let's make this open concept and then they're like well shoot you got a bunch of dead cats in your walls yeah how does that not that how no who no i'm going back to the original builders of these british isle homes and i'm saying what were you thinking what were you thinking and it's mummified cat in the it's mummified yeah, bodies. So it's I, not just a random dead cat. Someone went through the time to mummify a cat's body. So it took out all its organs. 
that's messed up. I feel like here's what I'm going to say about people in ancient times. <laughs> They're just like too interested in the dead bodies. They're like, it's like, leave it alone. Leave it alone. I don't mind. I like the one where they like put it on the raft. They cremate them, put them on the raft, put them out to the water. That's great. It's like they're saying, go off, go away. <laughs> but these people who are like, oh, you, you're, you've passed away and now I'm going to like, like the mummies where they took the brains out through the nose. It's just like, what, what are we doing? What are we doing? Let's just leave it alone. Don't put it in the walls. Don't wrap it up. It's not going to bring you any good luck. Just get it out of there. Put it know? in the ground. Put it in the, what? You know it doesn't bring you good luck. Like, do you, can you save with a fact? Yeah, I do. It's a fact, actually. <laughs> that was my fact. That was my fact for a later episode. But I now I'll I'll scrap it. But I'll I'll spoil. My fact was Sarah. Are you ready for your fact? Putting dead cats in walls, even if they're mummified, does not bring you good luck. Uh, this goes back to earlier when we were talking about like things that you're a hundred percent confident on. Yeah, I am. I'm 100% confident of it. Final answer. Submit. <laughs> enter. But where did this tradition also, when did it die out? Because this is something like- It doesn't die out. They put dead things in walls. They mummified their ideas. This tradition, giggle. they've mummified this tradition. They've put it in the wall. Mm-hmm. I will say when I was researching this topic, because I found the fact, and I'm like, I don't believe this. So I Googled the fact that I Googled to find. And there's a whole Wikipedia. Which is the extent of our research, to be clear. That's that is that is extensive research because normally I just find a fact and I take it at face value. I'm like, oh, the internet said that. No follow-ups. Oh man. Everyone's gonna listen to this episode. Like, why are they just laughing? Or why is Sarah just laughing the entire time? Uh, no, because usually when I find facts, there's hyperlinks to find the source fact. And so right, I double check right. and make sure there's a source fact because we have had someone come at us and be like, I didn't believe you in this fact. And then I Googled it and saw that it was real. So I'm like, I want to make sure that my facts are real. So anyways, I Googled this fact. There's a whole Wikipedia page about this tradition. <laughs> Which, is, which is also the extent of our research. <laughs> Reading a, a Wikipedia page. The in this fact in the notes that you'll see, there are hyperlinks I kept in there. Okay, okay, good, good, good. Because I'm like, this is a strange fact. Because you know, when we've done Jamie and I have done renovations to our homes that we've been in, and this house that we're in now, we actually haven't done any substantial interior renovations. But our last house, we did a whole kitchen remodel, and the things they pulled out of the kitchen essentially in the walls and stuff and i can't imagine what i would have done if they would have said we just found a mummified cat not just a dead cat because a dead cat would just be bones you know yeah right no a mummified cat i think you gotta move i think you gotta get off get off the british isle well, and then this, hey, I just want to let you know, this is Northern Europe. And I'm looking at the page right now. There's a vi- there's an image of these. I don't need to see that. Uh, I don't need to see that. Don't Yeah, these that. Uh, dried cats and rats from the stag. Wait, den. wait. No, no, wait. Are these like naturally mummified? Because no one's like mummifying a rat. 
Or did people mummify the rat to put with their dead mummified cat? I think it's to put with it because in some European cultures, it was customary to place a dried or mummified body of a cat inside the walls of a newly built home to ward off evil spirits or as good luck charm. They've ruined these newly built homes. (laughs) Well, Maggie, speaking of ruined, I don't want to ruin this episode. So are you ready for your react? I am. So we just talked about how it's customary in certain places, perhaps still currently. It doesn't say when this, this custom ended of putting mummified cats into newly constructed homes for good luck. So my question is, what would you put inside your walls for good luck? Um, I would put inside my walls for good luck, I'd put a, a little golden coin, a little gold, a little gold coin. Why? What tiny do you need little treasure? What would it do? What do you think that would do? Because they say the cats has the sixth sense to ward off spirits. Well, the coin has the sixth sense of being a joy to find for future homeowners and bringing joy to them and good luck. They'd find a gold coin and they'd be happy and wealthy, like much, they'd be richer than they were before they tore down a wall, as opposed to, oh, look, let me make this house my home. Let me open up this wall. Great. A dead cat and a dead rat. Thank you, previous owner. I'm bringing them joy. That's it for this episode. Wasn't that fun? Now it's time for you to subscribe and follow. And share this episode with a friend. Maybe even your bestie. Find us everywhere online at Unstable Topics. And for more antics, visit us at The Monthly Junk. Bye. Bye. Peace.